Blog Talk Radio.
All right. <clears throat> How am I coming in? Yes. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, So L. It is an absolute pleasure. Here on The Foundation, where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So we're looking to correctly apply correct information. I want to start off by saying all praises, honors, thanks, salutations to the creator and the ancestors. But without them, we definitely would not be here. I want to say peace to my big brother Yusuf L, big brother Uncle Yusuf, High Frequency Radio Network creator, hustler of the millennium. My man is just, my man's a workaholic and, you know, a true friend as well as one of the best mentors I've ever come across. So big up to big brother Yusuf L, you know what I'm saying? I would like to welcome you to check out WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. Most definitely. You can find the email list, sign up, get your, you know, get your get your notifications on. You can find the PDF section. There's a lot of free information, free PDFs just popping. As well as if you're into it, social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can book a consultation. You can also make a donation right there. And welcome to the foundation.com. I want to say peace to all the listeners. I want to say peace to all the live listeners, as well as all the live callers, all the live internet listeners, as well as all the archive listeners. Peace to the archive listeners. All your podcast listeners, your MP3 shares, smoke signal listeners. However, I don't know how you get in the show, man. I want to say peace to everyone. I definitely want to say peace to all the trustees and trustee training as well as all of those investing in their private education. Peace to anyone that we have done business with in the private, as well as anyone that's an email or well wishes or current event or otherwise added to, you know what I mean, the foundation. Definitely want to say peace to you. You know, I got a, uh, we got a great show lined up for you. Everybody, you know, this is I'm private now. What part five family trust? I don't know how many parts you're gonna do. I'm lying, I know exactly how many parts I'm gonna do. Life <laughs> itself, private for now. But uh, you know, part five, you know, family trust. You know, I want to, I want to, you know, definitely speak to specific jurisdictions, you know, with regards to family trust that you know does not, in my opinion, does not apply to a business trust. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't, I mean, a lot of people don't, don't get a lot of these nuances. I mean, let's just be real. Let me be real real quick, man. I want to speak on traversing, okay? Traversing basically means moving across or over. Uh, before I get into current events, I want to make I want to speak on this real quick. Just follow me. Just just hold on. <laughs> 
So when I'm speaking on traversing, what I'm speaking on specifically, there's a lot of information that's brought to y'all via High Frequency Radio Network as well as the foundation here on High High Frequency Radio Network. And, you know, I bring on guests and, you know, we're looking to bring, you know, solid, actionable information. It's number one. Um, we're looking to, you know, the whole purpose of the trust indenture is to help bring awareness to, you know, financial, economic, you know, education, law, and, you know, different structures that can be used to assist in freeing oneself from, you know, financial or debt bondage. How about that? That's the whole goal. But there's, and it's partially my, it's partially my fault because, um, I feel as though sometimes, you know, I get to talking, get to saying stuff and maybe, maybe I make people feel, I may say, look, I may say a lot and just confuse people. As to how much they really truly know. You know, people may listen to the show, miss listen to some of the guests, and then think, you know, that hey, I got this, I'm a smart person. And, you know, these things, whether being intelligent or smart, has nothing to do with what we're dealing with. And that's what I want to be clear. But, you know, I got this, Soap said this, and you know, the guest said this, and I'm not gonna hit them up actually. I'm not going to confer with them because this is the source of the information that I'm receiving. I'm not going to confer with them. I'm going to go out on my own and attempt to figure this out on my own, which I don't really understand. I really don't understand. And then look, nine times, look, probably look, maybe more, a little, little more liberal, maybe seven times out of 10. When the stuff gets weird, you go out there and you try to do something on your own. You don't reach out to the people who you actually got the information from or the clarification from or help you connect the dots or put you onto it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to do this on your own, whether it's ego or lack of funds or whatever it is, seven times out of 10, I feel. And the three times out of the 10 is shame, which is ego in and of itself. Because doing something lack of shame is, you don't look, let me not look seven times out of 10. I'm hit up or Yusuf is hit up to try to help people assist themselves into unbinding or unwinding themselves in the situation they got them, that themselves into because they chose not to reach out and ask a brother for some help, assistance. Understand that people that Understand this stuff and study this stuff that are worthy of their hire, but don't reach out, get into some problems, get into a bind. And this is, this is the first time I'm, you know, talking to, talking to you or discussing something with you and you tell me your situation. And ultimately fam, I can tell what you did or what you tried to do. And I call it traverse. You know what I'm saying? And let me just be clear. If you're hearing stuff, here on the foundation for me, so L and you think that you got it and you're going to run on and do it. 
Do yourself a favor and at the very least send an email to admin at welcome to the foundation.com describing what you're thinking, what you're going to do before you go do it, unless you've already done it before, which in my opinion, you haven't. You know, most of us, most of the people who are listening to this show, to this broadcast, are trying to figure it out, trying to put the dots together, trying to do something. And we can come to an understanding in our mind that seems good and really fits our paradigm, but really hasn't been tested against A, the real world and real application, or B, those in the know who have been there and done that. And you do yourself and your estate a disservice. Hands down, you're wasting time, you're wasting energy, you're wasting money. And out of stubbornness, out of ego, we tend to pay more things that we don't have to because not only are we paying for it, we got to pay to fix or you know and whether it's time or energy or fiat or gold or silver I'm saying the same thing payment is payment so I just wanted to speak on traversing if you hear something here on the deck here on the foundation whether it's for me or one of the guests man you owe yourself a duty and your state a duty to reach out to us before you try to apply any of those principles straight up we give out a lot of information and I'm not trying to confuse you and make you think that we give out all the information because we do not. There are certain things that can't be said on the air. And anyone who knows what's good knows that. And, I, you know, I try to push the envelope when it comes to this, you know, to this show. But at the same time, man, there's areas that I'm not going to step, especially when we're talking about on the public airways. And y'all going to run out there and get yourself hurt, get yourself in trouble, and then come back. And I'm a little frustrated. And honestly, you're going to get hit. Because now it's extra work. If you came before the stuff popped off, before you thought you was, you know, whatever, it would have been a different story. But now, not only am I have to help you get out of the situation, but now I'm going to try to help, I'm gonna help assist you with what you were originally trying to do on your own. And a lot of times, let me tell you, with this trust stuff, you don't know until it's too late. Till you're 5, 7, 12, 15, 20 years out before you figure out that, hey, there may be some sort of issue with this trust or the indenture or the construction of the language in it or something. So you owe yourself to reach out. None of, none of us are experts. And I'm not even putting myself out here as I'm some sort of trust expert. I don't consider myself a trust expert. Have somebody hit me up calling me a master and a prophet. I don't like that stuff, man, because I'm continually learning. The only thing I'm a master of is I'm a master student. And look, even the things that I say, you need to go behind what I'm saying and check it out. But even still, like the whole picture is not being put out on the public airwaves. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. So, you know, that's all love, and it's out of love. This is the reason why I'm, you know, speaking on this. It's 100% love. But, you know, the traverse the traverse isn't a good idea, is what I'm trying to say. And, you know, if you hear something on the foundation and you're looking to apply it, like I said, you owe yourself and your estate the duty to hit the foundation. Email us, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. And like I said, lay out what you're thinking about doing. Depending on the, you know, the, you know, complexity, you may have to, you know, book a consultation. But if you ain't got $55 to book an hour consultation, you talk about going private, man, look, you need to rethink your whole dance. I'm serious. You really do. So, and no disrespect to anyone, man, it's all love. We family. I love y'all. But, you know, we take the good with the bad. 
With that being said, man, let me jump in these current events, man. Sorry, man, you know, had to jump off in that. So, what am I going to do first? Where we at here? Am I choppy? Choppy, choppy, choppy. U.S. Fed cuts interest rate. Signals it is on hold. This is Reuters out of Washington. Federal Reserve today cut interest rates for the third time. This year to help sustain U.S. growth despite a slowdown in other parts. Um, Choppy? Hold on. Uh, you got me? Let me, let me just do this for a second. The Federal Reserve today cut interest rates for the third time this year to help sustain U.S. growth despite a slowdown in other parts of the world, but signaled there would be no further reductions unless the economy takes a turn for the worst. This is the signal. It didn't come out straight and say this. Um, quote, we believe that monetary policy is, good, is in good place. This is Fed Chair Jerome Powell. This is what he said in a new news conference after the U.S. Central Bank announced its decision to cut its key overnight lending rate by a quarter of a percentage point. He went on to say, quote, we took this step to help keep the economy strong in the face of of global developments and to provide some insurance against ongoing risks. We see the current stance of monetary policy as likely to remain appropriate as long as incoming information about the economy remains broadly consistent with our outlook. Powell's comments clash with President Donald Trump's demands that the Fed cut rates even deeper to boost economic growth that ebbed to a 1.9% annual rate in the third quarter, well below the 3% level Trump pledged would flow from a round of tax cuts and other actions nearly two years ago. But the Fed's new stance also vouched for both the seeming durability of the U.S. economic expansion that is now the longest on record. As long as it's on record, don't worry about it, it's fine. In his news conference, Powell ticked off an extensive list of reasons why he feels the economy is doing well and likely to continue to do so under the current stance of monetary policy, from robust consumer spending, strengthening home sales and asset prices, he considered healthy, but not to a level of excess. S&P 500, meanwhile, closed at another record high today. As well, Powell said, some of the risks that most unnerved Fed officials and convinced them to lower rates were needed, if only as insurance, have seemed to abate in recent weeks. I mean, you know, this is kind of a longer article, but I'm just going to chill right there with that, man. You know, everybody, most, most, I'm pretty sure most of y'all know that they lowered, they lowered the interest rates. I mean, overall, it is what it is. And correspondingly, Wall Street gains. U.S. Treasury yields fall after remarks by the Fed's Jerome Powell. Um, the yields fell, you know, is what, what is yielding. The, um, the profit that these, these Treasury key bills, Treasury bills or notes or whatever, 
you'll fall as a valuation um, overall um, of an instrument itself, like the T-bond or whatever it is. The yields fall as the overall value um, rises. And and it's kind of like, it's kind of contradictory when you think about it, but I just want you to think about like anything that's rising in value is either inflated or um, overvalued or the currency that is being priced in is um, inflating or overvaluing. Does that make sense? So even though, you know, I bought, I bought this at 50 bucks and, you know, uh, nine months later, I can sell it for $80. You know what I mean? It's not, it may not necessarily be um, due to supply and demand, especially in the market. It could be due to the valuation of the currency in which the item is priced in. And I want to make that clear. So even though the value is gaining for the treasury bonds, the yields are falling. Think about that, man. So, oh, man, you look, you open up your stock account or your 401k and you look at it and you're like, man, man, it's worth 50000 or or 100000 or something like that. But the yields on these investments, on these paper investments are falling. They're reducing the yields, man. It's just an inflation. It's in, like, it's me telling you, I wrote up on you and said, yo, Kelly Blue Book says your car is worth AGs. And you just run around and you tell me, oh, man, Kelly Blue Book says my car is worth AGs. I could have gave you a, a forged copy of Kelly Blue Book. You know what I mean? Either way, New York, Reuters, Wall Street gained ground and U.S. Treasury yields fell today after the Federal Reserve signaled a pause in the current easing cycle following the expected announcement of the rate cut. Um, at the conclusion of the two-day monetary meeting, the Fed cut the interest rate. We all know this. <clears throat> Rick Meckler, partner at Sherry Lane Investments, a family investment office in New Vernon, New Jersey, agreed the Fed seemed unlikely to cut rates again soon. He says the market wants to see slow, steady progress in the expansion of the economy. He also went on to say that's a picture Powell painted. There isn't a sense of panic and what the Fed is doing, Meckler added, that's encouraging for the market. Sure it is. Stocks retraced losses from earlier um, when a spate of mixed corporate earnings and a decline in U.S. GDP growth rate kept investors cautious. The Commerce Department's advanced reading of third quarter GDP expanded 1.9% annual rate down from 2% in the second quarter, but even 1.6% growth rate analysts expected. U.S. Treasury yields dropped following the Fed's announcement. So the yield on the on the bread, man. So you know, hey, you put your, you park your you park your money in a bond, you know, for it's worth to be safe. You know, it's a government bond. Government bond traditionally is super safe. It's all good. Don't worry about it. But <clears throat> the interest or the the yield that you're receiving on that bond is steadily depreciating. Over time, and eventually, you know, I'm convinced that this stuff is going to go negative, um, negative interest rates and stuff like that. But you know, as the world turns, I wanted to jump into this, man. I'm looking at this IMF Global Financial Stability Report, what they put out in October. 
Uh, they're talking about rising corporate debt burdens, you know, um, increased holdings of riskier and more illiquid assets by institutional investors, a greater reliance on external borrowing by emerging and frontier markets, um, saying that the markets are more vulnerable than 2007 to 2009. Non-bank financials are as high as 2007 right now. Um, it's worse since April. From 60 to 80% of the whole entire market is vulnerable. Um, government debt levels are crazy. Deficits are crazy. Entitlement payments and, and obligations are crazy. Crazy corporates, corporations have debt levels that are insane right now. This is the IMF Global Financial Stability Report. So basically they're saying, you know, um, it doesn't look that stable. But if you listen to everybody else, if you listen to the mainstream media and these news people, they're going to let you know that everything's oh, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's all good. You got everything going fine. You know, so it's the longest expansion in history and UPDE. In the meantime, Ford shutters its oldest Brazil plant as the COVID faces doubts. This is Reuters again. Ford Motor Company today said it was shutting down its oldest plant in Brazil later in the day as planned with prospects for saving any of the jobs in doubt as talks with potential buyer have fallen behind schedule. The plant located in the industrial suburb of Sao Bernardo, Do Campo, Produced buses and the Fiesta compact car, which sold, employed up to 2,800 people earlier this year, although it's unclear how many were still working there of this month. Ford first announced it would shut the plant in February and said it had failed to find a buyer, but then Sao Paulo government intervened and a local automaker expressed interest. Um, bottom line. They're looking to try to find a local manufacturer. It's not happening. Trying to shut down plants. But hey, check this out. Reuters, consumer support U.S. economy as business spending slumps. Business spending is slumping. Uh-oh. U.S. economic growth slowed less than expected in the third quarter as further contraction in business investment was offset by resilient consumer spending. Further allaying financial market fears of a recession. Oh, my God. The consumers, there's, there's they haven't picked up on it yet, so the recession isn't coming because when the consumers pick up on the recession, they're going to do certain things, and here, here it comes. The Federal Reserve cut interest rates, well, we know that. The U.S. Central Bank harvest signal to pause, we know that. An orderly economic slowdown is in progress. This is Sung Wan Son, a business economics professor at Loyola Mar- Marymount University in Los Angeles. He said, unfortunately, businesses do not share the same optimism consumers have. He made an orderly economic slowdown is in progress. So to move on that, the Trump administration's trade war with China has eroded business confidence, contributing to the second straight quarterly contraction of business investment. The fading stimulus from last year's $1.5 trillion tax cut package is also sapping momentum from the expansion, now in its 11th year. 
There are concerns that the slump in business investment will eventually spill over to consumer spending and significantly restrain economic growth. But Fed Chair Jerome Powell said the central bank did not see that risk, citing a strong labor market. We really don't see it, Powell told reporters. The consumer-facing companies that we talk to in our vast network of contracts report that consumers are doing well and are focused on the goods, I'm sorry, focused on the good jobs market and rising incomes. Gross domestic product increase at a 1.9% annualized rate in the third quarter also. As businesses maintain a steady pace of inventory accumulation, exports rose and the housing market rebounded after contracted for six straight quarters. The government said in its advanced estimate. This is an estimate. Oh, this is great in our estimate. And uh, nothing. What's the next one? What is that? Um, I like this one. U.S. SEC considers relaxing post-crisis structured mortgage mortgage product rules. <laughs> Yo, these fools are tripping. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission today. This was today, man. There's so many jewels today. It's crazy. I'm over here tripping off how much. Real, I guess, you know, functional for what we're into, at least, news that was available as soon as I jumped on the internet. Uh, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission today said it was seeking feedback on whether disclosure rules were discouraging firms from issuing SEC registered residential mortgage backed securities or RMBSs. As the Trump administration seeks to overhaul the U.S. housing finance market, the move, which follows five years of limited activity in the SEC-registered RMBS market, could result in SEC loosening disclosure requirements introduced in the wake of 2007-2009 subprime mortgage crisis. Um, we about to loosen the disclosure requirements, baby. We got this. So we ain't, we ain't, Basically, we ain't going to be telling you how bad these mortgages are that you're going to be jumping into. SEC Chairman Jay Clayton said that he had asked agency officials to review SEC disclosure requirements for RMBS introduced in 2014 in a bid to revitalize offerings for these products and help boost capital formation in the housing market. The future privatization of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the RMBS market will likely shrink and decrease funding available for home loans without changes. Potential issues of SEC-registered RMBS have expressed concerns regarding the scope an interpretation of disclosures required. <laughs> Clayton said in the statement, in light of the absence of SEC registered RMBS offerings, I've asked SEC staff to review our RMBS asset level disclosure requirements with an eye toward facilitating SEC registered offerings. <laughs> I love their language, man. Basically, the, the, the mortgage crisis, you know, these small banks started going under due to, you know, bad Securities that were being packaged with other, you know, stuff and then sold, you know, stuff started happening and they put in rules and laws to prevent that. These fools are trying to get out of the laws, man. CNBC, Samsung says Q3 profit fell 56% from a year ago. Samsung Electronics um, said its operating profit for the three months ending in September fell 56% versus the same period a year ago. But the number ticked up almost 18% from the previous quarter. The number beat guidance 
the company provided earlier this month. It hinted at a slow recovery in the semiconductor space where chip makers have struggled due to low prices and demand for memory chips. 56%. I can't be good. It can't be good. Dollar slips after Fed cuts rates, which signals a pause. The dollar fell against other major currencies today after the U.S. Federal Reserve lowered interest rates for the third time this year and signaled the central bank would pause. Uh. So the value of the dollar went down when they dropped the interest rates. You know what I'm and guess what? Gold prices rise after Fed indicates it will pause future rate cuts. <laughs> oh, that's why. Because they said they were going to pause or because they actually dropped the rate. Gold prices um, fell then rose today, having touched a one-week low in the previous session after the United States Federal Reserve lowered interest rates for the third time this year. I'm picking up what I'm putting down, hopefully. Let me check and see if this thing is still choppy, man. Honestly, I like this other mic. All right, is it still choppy? It's good. All right, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, y'all pick up what I'm putting down, man. If you see this, when the, when the price or the value of these currencies fall, the, the true value of these, you know, this real money shines through. And, you know, for me, that's all of the substantiation I need. I, you know, I know what real money is. We know what real money is. At least fundamentally. Moving forward, speaking of real money. Money is flowing into municipal bonds at the highest level in history. Municipal bonds. Man, I'm not really going to get into these things. But, you know, there's municipal bonds and there's they got junk municipal bonds. A lot of these states are in debt, man. Uh, Illinois is in debt. California is in debt. Uh, Texas is, is not doing too well. A lot of these states, it's all bad, man. I'm trying to tell you. So they got these, these, they're trying to get this money off of these bonds. So they're offering bonds, you know, on the market. And that, you know, they're basically rated at junk bonds. Yields on the municipal bonds are currently at the lowest value ever, due partially at least to rising prices due to a buildup of fear in the market. I'm just going to put it out there, man. Um, municipal bonds uh, defaults are more common than reported by ratings agencies. So they're not reporting these these defaults, man. And who, who is reporting? Who are these reporting agencies and who do they answer to? On the other hand, we got two and three, two out of three financiers in large cities across the country not predict a recession in 2020. Two out of three is over half. This is what's going on. This is what I'm seeing is why a dollar cost average and I continue to grab gold and silver um, if you want information on methods to grab gold and silver, email us, admin, and welcome to the foundation.com. We'll put you on the game. But as of July 25th, 2019, um, West Virginia, Wyoming, Utah, Arizona, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Indiana, Louisiana, South Carolina, and Missouri, if you live in one of those states, 
these are all states where gold and silver have become legal tender again. And they passed these laws. I don't know if you're familiar with GATA. G-A-T-A, you should look them up. But, I mean, these guys run around trying to pass these legal tender laws, trying to get this gold and silver, you know, just real money back in, back in effect. And I, I think it's a good deal. I support it. And I think you should, too. And I think you should get with it. You know, um, a lot of this paper stuff, you know, you got to think, like, anything that's valued in dollars is vulnerable. So that's all your stocks, all your bonds, all your paper assets, your 401k, all that stuff. If it's if it's denominated and valued in dollars, if the underlying asset is is a Federal Reserve note, and something happens, to, you know the the value of the dollar just fell, yields are falling. It's it, it has begun. Is basically what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to spook anyone. I'm just trying to inform people. I'm not one of them fear monger cats. I'm not making any money off y'all being. I don't even. I don't sell gold and silver. I'm saying so. I'm just trying to put the information out there. All right, that's it for current events, man. Um, I appreciate y'all, man. I love y'all. How y'all doing? Y'all great? Y'all good? Y'all luxurious? I I trust that y'all are all feeling luxurious on this wonderful, wonderful day. And I appreciate y'all being here with me. The Foundation on Private Now What Part 5. We're on this family trust dance. Now, we got into, you know, business trust last time. And that's cool. Um, I do want to let y'all know that a, a very, very great and wonderful resource that is available to everyone at their law library are these things called in, uh, legal encyclopedias. Um, a legal encyclopedia, you know, there's volumes of these encyclopedias, these legal encyclopedias that all they have is citations of authority from Supreme Court cases. Now, the main two legal encyclopedias that are out there is American Jurisprudence and the other one is Corpus Juris Secundum. Alright? Now, I want to be clear. Like, we were talking about business trust. Now we're going to talk about family, family trust. Business trust has its own volume in American Jurisprudence and Corpus Juris Secundum. There's a reason why that is. There are things that apply to business trust that don't apply to other trusts. Now, business trust administration and proper knowledge with regards to the administration of business trust is important. Especially if you're administering a business trust. But it is in no way, shape, or form evenly correlating or attributable or pliable to the administration of a family trust. I'm going to tell you why. Typically, the purpose of a family trust is not to make a profit. Typically. And, you know, you got up, you have situations that arise, you know, that happen, and every situation is different. But generally, typically, um, The family trust or, you know, the family management trust. The purpose is not a business purpose. It's not to be in business or to hold shells or corporations or, you know, hold investments and so on and so forth. Overall, that's not the purpose of the family trust. So being that it has a specific distinct purpose other 
than or in contradistinction to a business trust. We're going to, it's, it's, it's administered a little differently. It may, if you're smart, fall under a different type of jurisdiction. And I just wanted to touch on some of the distinctions. First and foremost, that it does not have, typically does not have a business purpose. The overall purpose is to hold assets and wealth and potentially, obviously, grow the assets and wealth for the benefit of the beneficiaries. And now, obviously, that's a typical um, purpose of the trust, but it's not a business purpose. It's not typically to enter into business with the family trust. So, in my opinion, that is a distinction that usually is not made. It typically is not made, at least in the public. I don't really hear it being made, and it's cool. You know, um, everybody thinks that every trust applies. There's over 80 different types of trust, and if there's over 80 different types of trust, you can imagine the different combinations of structures, all the, you know, that are available with this different types, how many types of different ways there are of administering it. And it, even if you're like, oh, the trust is private. A pr- the purpose of the trust is really important. And in, in, in if it's not a business purpose, it doesn't fall under the laws of business trusts. I'm telling you. So check check it out. Go to your law library. Check out American Jurisprudence or Corpus Juris Secundum. They're pretty much the same thing. They're just produced by different publishers. Um, some people have preferences. And check it out. See if you don't see you know a volume on trust and, and a whole another volume on business trust. Um, that's important. You want to see if you're dealing with these types of entities and structures. You want to see how they're treated. In the, at the you know at the the appeals level the Supreme Court level definitely but how do you get to the Supreme Court what type of actions or or, or controversies are are um, adjudicated in that in that specific venue so let me see this um, what law governs I want to touch on this. It's very important. This is one of the things where I'm like, traverse. Do not traverse your mentors, man. Like, it's at your peril. If, you know, if if, if I ain't never been scuba diving, fam, and we finna go down scuba diving, if the, if the instructor tells me to do something or not to do, I'm going to listen to this dude. If I have a question, I'm going to ask this dude the question. Man, I'm not going to jump out in the scuba. And, like, I know because I don't see some movies or heard some you know what I'm saying? Some podcasts or something. And just jump, man, you can get hurt out here. Due to ignorance, due to not knowing what you don't know. So, <laughs> what law governs the trust in general or ordinarily? With respect to um, the determination of what law governs the construction of a trust, the question is not the meaning of the words as used but rather their legal effect. Ordinarily in construing and giving effect to an instrument evidencing a trust 
personality, the law of domicile of the creator at the time of creating the trust must control. And this may be true, though the creator subsequently removes to the state where the trustees and beneficiary reside and dies there. Minimum contact. How can he be removed from one jurisdiction to another? Or although the trustee resides in another state, there being no duty imposed on him to remove the property to a state, or although the trust property has been converted under a general authority in the trust instrument and removed to another state. However, it has been held that where a trust instrument is executed in one state by a resident thereof, and another state is the seat of the trust, the law of the latter, meaning the state of the, the seat, the law of the latter state should be applied in determining whether the trust is irrevocable. And the construction of the trust instrument executed by a non-resident and the management of a trust thereby created in personality having a situs in a particular state must be determined by the laws of that state for a non-resident. So specifically, if you consider yourself sovereign or something of that nature, I noticed I didn't say sovereign and citizen, but if you consider yourself sovereign, you should know that you should, this is important to know. The construction of a trust evidenced by a contract is to be governed by the law of that place where such contract has its beneficial operation or where it was executed. In the case of a trust established by a court having control of a fund requiring a trustee to administer it in the absence of the express provision expressly governing that matter, the law of the state in which the appointing court is located should control the powers of the trustee in the construction of the instrument. That is a public, you know, that's a that's a public trust, and that is that is made quite clear. So, the situs of a trust means the place of performance of the active duties of the trustee. Such situs is determined by an interpretation of the words by which the trust is created. But other factors have also been considered. So. The situs of the trust is determined by an interpretation of the words by which the trust is created, specifically in the trust indenture. Why am I saying this? This goes to traverse a little bit. Do you know the specific words and construction to be able to reach that certain venue known as the Supreme Court? I'm telling you. I speak a lot on administration, not construction, administration and mindset. That's not that's that's half of it. Where the settler selects as the trustee. I'm sorry. So it is held that determining the situs or seat of a trust, the place of execution of the trust instrument, and the domicile of the beneficiaries are not important. And the place of administration of the trust are important factors, and that the intent of the donor 
or trustor. If it can be ascertained, has been increasingly emphasized. Where public policy is not contravened, the settlor may designate the state according to whose law the trust shall be construed. His intention should prevail if there is a real connection between the selected jurisdiction and the transaction. What is the real connection between the selected jurisdiction and the transaction? The real connection, not an implied connection or some sort of presumed, assumed connection or some sort of magical, um, glittery uh, sprinkles with the with the sprinkles and all that stuff, some sort of fantasy type understanding of what jurisdiction or what laws that the trust shall be governed under. Like you're going to write some stuff. It may sound cool. You might be with your friends or like your people's maybe you got a study group and you you know you you pulled up some some study books and maybe you put it you put in some real you know some real hours um that doesn't necessarily mean that you now are an informed individual cuz knowledge do you have all the knowledge that you need that's number 1 you never you will not know that unless you have some sort of um direction and number 2 do you have the specific Understanding of how to apply that knowledge successfully, which most people don't think about. Where public policy is not contravened, the settler may designate the state according to whose law the trust shall be construed. So he may designate a foreign law as controlling. What law is foreign to commercial law? (laughs) Oh, man. And establish the bounds within which such law is to govern the trust. The designation of a particular state in combination with other circumstances may control even though the settler is domiciled elsewhere or even though the settler and beneficiaries reside elsewhere. The intention of the settler should prevail if there is a real connection between the selected jurisdiction and the transaction. And this is true whether the settler's choice of jurisdiction has been affirmatively stated in the trust instrument and is therefore directly provable or whether his attention is deducible from surrounding facts of the circumstances. A provision of the trust instrument that the trust shall be considered a trust of a specified state and shall be governed by the laws of that state cannot be construed to limit the powers and duties of the trustee to those granted and imposed by the laws of that state. Did y'all know that? In the effect at the inception of the trust, but subjects the trust to the continuous regulation of the laws of the state as they may from time to time develop. And in general, a trust instrument should be construed with reference to its subject matter, scheme, and plan, and the party's relationship. The court must not, in the guise of construction, thwart the settler's wishes or make a new agreement. 
And what was that? That was a that was a case. Um uh, what was that? Um what case was that? Let me check my notes. Uh, Edwards versus the commissioner, where the court said dignity of a contract cannot be set aside because the tax benefit results either by design or accident. That's one of them. So they're like, yo, just because there's a tax benefit, you can't re-conscrew the trust instrument. The settler's wishes and laws prevail. And I, you know, So what jurisdiction, look, 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 what jurisdiction is your business trust under? Let's just be honest. Your business trust more than likely has a bank account. Um, Your business trust more than likely has some property registered into it. Your business trust more than likely is advertising um, somehow on the Internet or something like that. Even if it's not, your business trust somehow more than likely has owns or holds shares of some public corporation, even if it's your family company, or other types of public minimum contacts. Now, with the business trust, that may or may not be cool, depending on how you have structured your estate overall and what you're looking to do and how you're looking to operate. Now, that's that's something that you're going to come up with on your own or, you know, you can seek out, you know, counsel, attorneys, tax preparers or whatever, or you can, you know, hit us up at the foundation. But business trust distinctly is in contradistinction to a family trust, in my personal opinion. Now, your family trust may or may not have a bank account. But even if it does, that's one minimum contact. And what I always like to say, I like to say this to trustees in the private, but I'm going to say this in the public, man, you know, um, even if you have a minimum, even if, look, even if you have as trustee, you know, bound the trust to a minimum contact in the public, it's only with regards to that contract. Meaning, if you have um, initiated on behalf of the trust a bank account in the name of the trust with the commercial bank and it's, you know, it has a state charter to the bank, plus it's hooked up into the Federal Reserve System, so, so on and so forth, right? The only way that that specific trust comes under jurisdiction is with, obviously, the use of Federal Reserve notes and the specific contract that it has with the banking institution. Now, does a minimum contact with the bank bring the trust into the public jurisdiction enough for you know, um, uh, enough for that trust to be um, brought in the jurisdiction of the state where that bank is over some other matter that has nothing to do with the bank just because it has a bank account. A lot of people like to say that these minimum contacts are, um, the I guess, treacherous when it comes to a private trust. That's why from my studies, that's why there's two laws of jurisprudence with regards to trust themselves and business trust. And the construction of the overall 
um, instrument itself is very important. And how is that instrument constructed? Some would say a minimum contact if you have a a piece of property titled in the, the name of the family trust. That's only with regards to that property. Now, does the family trust hold any shares in corporations? Does it actually participate in a business purpose? Does it go out into commerce, into the commercial realm, into the market, and participate in business for profit? Which is the main distinction, in my opinion, between a business trust and all other trusts. And maybe I'm beating a dead horse, but I want to be clear. A lot of people, man, not even a lot. It's a handful of people that tell me that I go fast and I need to slow down. And that people aren't picking this up as fast as I think they are. And they're not, they're ashamed to speak up and say that I'm going too fast and they're not catching it. And if that's you, I apologize. It's not my intention. But right here, right here, when we're talking about family trust, I want to be very, very clear. And I want to take my time when I describe the distinctions between a business trust and a family trust. If you did not know, then at least you know now that in no way, shape, or form are you to administer your business trust the same way you administer your family trust. There should definitely be similarities. But the family trust should be administered a certain way and the business trust be administered another. And it should be looked at in a different way. Ultimately, it's a different structure with a different purpose. So, I and look, I'm just going to throw a gem out there, man. Y'all need to throw in a clause in your trust and it, look if you're not going to, you're not jumping in trustee training you're not coming to the foundation to get your education man but look at the very least man y'all need to put in your trust indentures man that no one can become a trustee of this family trust if they don't have blood of one of the original either the grantor or one of the original first trustees that way the trust isn't going to move outside of family control I have found so many trusts in my studies that have some sort of family name or had some sort of family name but are not administered by family members and the beneficiaries aren't even part of that family anymore because outside trustees that knew what they were doing got a hold of it and that typically happens when there's a um, a, uh, a patriarch or matriarch or death in the family maybe someone in the family that really handled all the trust stuff and really understood it And then, you know, once that family member passes, which is unfortunate, those who never really had any interest in the trust or learning about how the estate was set up now are tasked with um, settling this person's estate. Come to find out that that person may not have an estate. It's all in the trust. Now, they don't know how to administer the trust. So they hire some attorneys and put, you know, the attorney says, hey, pay me this and put me on this trustee. And they're like, okay, and they put, you know, the family members, they put, they put them on trustee. And now you got 
Now you got public attorneys on as trustee of your private trust, man, and that's the worst, man. You be rolling over in your grave, man. That's why I focus on training. Trustee training is, to me, is one of the most important things because if you are properly trained, you can properly train. And that's the biggest thing. Each one teach one. It's because you get information that makes you an informed individual. Doesn't it make you automatic? Doesn't make your family automatically an informed family? There's a lot of work that needs to go into not only keeping yourself informed, studying this in, this information, study the application, the administration, so on and so forth, case law, all that, but also the responsibility of teaching this and passing this information on to the next generation or the next successors or so on and so forth. But having a strong trust in denture, to me, is the first part. I don't care what you're doing. You can be hunting, right? And you got a gun and stuff. If the gun is, I don't care how dope your bullets are, man. If the gun doesn't work right, you're not doing nothing. You go play basketball. I don't care how dope of a player you are. If the ball, the ball don't have air in it, you're not playing a basketball game. And if you are, you're not playing the way it's supposed to be played. You're driving a car with no air in the tires. Mm-mm. You're going to get a wreck and you're going to cause a lot of issues to that car and you're going to have to get rid of it and waste all that energy that you put into it, whether whether that energy was just reduced to you purchasing the thing. And being able to purchase it, getting these notes, you know, you, you're exchanging energy, man. But I'm not trying to see anyone down, you know, a few years down the road or so have to abandon their trust. And all that energy that went into it because they were doing it wrong. They were misinformed. They thought they knew what was up. So, I mean, if you're interested in trustee training, email us, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. This stuff is not a game. This stuff is not a game. This stuff is not a game. It's, I don't care if, if you think it's cool and you like to, like, walk around and talk above people's heads because that does something for your ego, that's fine. Y'all, y'all keep doing what you're doing. My real people who are looking to change their life and change their family, this stuff is not a game. This stuff is not a game. This stuff is not a game. So if you know if you're interested in trustee training, email us at admin at welcome to the foundation.com. But I want to just really just make the distinction between a business trust and a and a and a any other trust. How about that? Um it's important. It's very important. Your trust indenture is very important. Knowing knowing the moves is very important. Just because you know where the pieces go on the chessboard doesn't mean that you know how to play. And just because you know how to play doesn't mean you know how to play to win. There's a difference. There's a lot of people who play the lottery, a lot of people who play basketball, a lot of people who play a lot. Not a lot of people who win consistently when they play or when they go out to do something. Most people out here are content with trying. I tried. Oh, I tried. You tried. You don't get a medal for trying. I guess you do nowadays. They sending children home with, with participation ribbons. Ooh, you participated. Good job. Participate in a waste of time if you don't have your paperwork in order and you don't have your education on point. And that's, you know, like I said, that's the purpose of this, you know, this indenture. I'm going to go to the phone lines and take some questions, man. Um, but realistically, 
I want everyone to know that And I'm not I'm not trying to be pejorative. You know, honestly, this this stuff, trust administration is not for everyone. It's not. I feel like everybody can do it. Definitely. Don't get me wrong. I just don't feel like it's for everyone. Some people don't have the, the habits, the the characteristics, the drive, the consistency, the dedication. You know the mental fortitude, uh, the the willpower necessary to properly and successfully administer a private estate, and then teach others how to properly and successfully administer it after you're no longer doing that. This is a big, big thing that we're doing if we're going private. This isn't nothing small. This isn't for kicks. It's not for fun. It's not for likes. It's not for girls. But there's a lot of people out here, man, misrepresenting. And I, you know, I just want to do my best to not be one of those people out here misrepresenting. So, you know, obviously, business trust is a very large part of your private estate. But so is family trust. The distinctions of administration, law, you know, um, uh, governing jurisdiction. And the potential for these distinctions, I just wanted to bring the light. I also wanted to bring the light, like I said, just because you know how to drive doesn't mean you know how to drive safely and drive fast. Just because you play some video games or, you know, dip it through traffic don't mean that you can, you know, jump on a racetrack and just do this dance, man. I'm not trying to discourage anybody. I'm just trying to be clear in the fact that this is not a game and it takes effort. And if that scares you, just, you know, enjoy yourself. Just have fun with it, I guess. But those of you who are for real, those of you who really want to move into a private um, space and then go back into commerce properly with private entities and knowing how to administer these things from, you know, to limit your liability individually, shelter income, shelter um, property, shelter assets. And, you know, there's a lot of other things that you can do that I don't speak on. With regards to these types of entities, shoot an email, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. I'm going to phone lines, man. Look at these people, man. I love y'all too. Man's been holding longest hold time 720 Peace, what's your name? Where you calling from? Uh, peace segment, Rob. Got a rattle. Oh, peace. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I had called you. Uh, it's been like it's like about a month ago, and I was talking about the nine eight that they wouldn't uh, give me a nine eight number no more. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Did you uh, check into that? Yep, I did. I did. What's um, up? <laughs> all right, so um, I got I got a trustee. Who um, who's in trustee training? Who's really into this right now? Um, and we've been talking about this back and forth. And um, he was having issues um, getting his EIN as well. And basically, what happened was is they've introduced security questions before to actually uh-huh. start getting to the questions with regards to the application itself. 
they've introduced these security questions to to try to um, um, facilitate the weeding out of fraudulent persons. You know, mm. the public is locking mm-hmm. down. So, you know, there's a, I like to talk about these 12 steps. A lot of these gurus sell 12 steps or five steps to get your 9A number. That's, they're, they're locking that down. If you don't know what you're doing, if you're, if you're not understanding, you know, certain aspects and nuances of trust and administration and actually what we're, what's going on, calling that number, they're not, they're going to hang up on you. They're going to tell you that they can't issue an EIN. So um, they're they're asking questions at random that that is populating on their it's screen. Trick question. The trick questions. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So they're just attempting to ascertain so you, the you know the the level of knowledge of the people who are calling in. And you never know what they're gonna ask you. It's just different questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's different ready. ones. Yep, it's different ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. It's different different okay. questions. They're still asking for the social, and they're asking, I don't know what they're asking. They're ask, they're asking a bunch of different stuff. I can't remember. It's because it was a while when he told me, and I didn't write it down. And if I don't write it yeah. down, it's all here. Yeah, but, time be passing. I'm I'm trying to learn this situation. You know how to do the the uh, uh, irrevocable trust, and time passed by so quick. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I didn't get back to you yet. Oh, this yeah. is a lot to learn, and I've been trying to get with, well, you know, I started out with Jonah Bay, so you can imagine my hair is white, I don't feel too good about it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I need some help. Uh, I, I emailed you, and something went wrong with the, it didn't go through or something. Oh, yeah? I emailed you that same day. Okay, well, so, yeah. Can I give you my email or, or how can I, I get in touch with I you? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put your email over the air like that. Um, have you been to the website, welcome to the foundation.com? Well, I was just thinking you know, if, I, if somebody get a hold of my email, I just change my email, email address. But yeah, that's what that's admin. I, I uh, emailed you at admin at uh, welcome to the what is you know. The one you said earlier. That's the one I. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a long one. I mean, if you go to the website, you can. There's a contact form on the website. That's what I'm saying. If, if you ever okay. been to the website. No, how do you get there? It's what welcome to the foundation dot com. Spelled out normally, W E L C O M E T O T H E F O U N D A T I O N dot com. Okay, welcome to foundation.com, and then I can go from there. Welcome to thefoundation.com. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then... I'll do that. And then, go ahead. Um, from there, on the page, I'm just going to tell you out, you know, straight up. So from there, mm-hmm. uh, there's a little envelope on the side, on the left-hand side. It's a contact form. Mm-hmm. You can enter your name, enter your email, and then type your message. If you can't, okay. if the email won't go through, you can just go to the website, and that'll go through. Okay. All right. All right, that's it. Is that it? Okay, I'm going to be right on it. And uh, one more question. Why is it, uh, did, you, uh, did you ever have a chat, or did you shut it down, or was there a problem? What's that? Because... Was that? 
What, what did you say? Did I have a what? Did you have a um? A, a, did you ever have a chat that was open? I don't know. Um, I'm just wondering why uh, everywhere I go, there's no chat, and it's like we have to build. Um, you know, I'm in a state where people really don't give a damn about no knowledge. So you know, I need to uh, connect with some people. You know, and it's like if you don't have a chat or and you can't talk back and forth to your people. What do you you know what I'm saying? Are you talking about like a chat on the blog talk website? Yeah, there's always been chat. Now it's not. You know, I ain't been around in a little while. I don't know what happened. Yeah, they took them down. I mean, yeah, you can't even. Nobody's on the chat no more. There's, the chats are closed down. But how yeah. do we connect and learn? How do we connect and learn the 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 the, the secure? You know, this is a lot to learn, and you got to build with people. You can't do this by yourself. Right. You said you were in Colorado. And what happened? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, they took the functionality out of that on Blog Talk. Oh, they did? Uh, okay. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Every every time I try to do it, it says, oops, or, you know, the engineer's working on it or something like that. Like, oh, okay. It's just, okay. It's just you, can, you can't do it anymore. Okay. Uh, All right, well, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to get in touch with you as soon as I hang up this phone. I'm going to get right on it. Okay, yeah. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much. Okay, for sure. Appreciate you, All right, for Appreciate you. Have a great evening. Peace. All right, you too. Peace. Yeah, that was a good question. I love it when people call in with the questions, man. Look, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Most questions are good. I mean, people ask questions, you know, you do other people a favor because... Some people are shy. It's cool. Seven four zero six eight two six. Peace. Hi. What's your name? Where you calling Hello. from? Hello, brother. This is Meba Yadahi. I'm calling from uh, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Peace, brother. How you doing? Please, please, bless. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks for. Thanks for offering this beautiful opportunity for us out here doing what we can do to increase our knowledge in this um, great wisdom. Um, My question was, uh, can you, I've, I've heard a lot of different feedbacks and information in regards to operating as a secured party versus uh, the executor um, office. Uh, Operating um, as the executor uh, of the estate versus uh, operating in the capacity as a secured party. And, uh, you know, I've heard, like, you know, you can't do both or, you know, you can't do both. And then I've heard, like, you know, you you can actually are supposed to. Like, the goal is to uh, occupy that executive office and um, administer the, um, the affairs of the estate through that, um, from that position as being the highest rank in trust law. Um, 
still being able to create credit and set off and discharge and do all of the private procedures uh, for the trust as well as um, handling the affairs on the public side to uh, you know, is which which is the what is the the end goal of the most secure position to obtain? Um, I think I know where you you're coming from. So, oh, go ahead. You know, because and I'm I'm hearing different things from different teachers, different speakers, and things about the secure party being a secure party and being the executive office. And I've, I've listened to a course many times and I felt solid in the knowledge. And then, you know, uh, like I know what you said, is, you know, you can't, it doesn't, you're not really supposed to listen to what anybody says. You have to study for yourself and go into the books so that you know for sure exactly what is what. That, um, I just wanted to use this opportunity to see if I can get any a, a clearer you know, idea or concept of actually you know how that uh, how that works you know how do you balance that is that you know is the goal to you know administer as that executory executrix or to stay in that secure party uh capacity because I hear people saying, Oh, you know that you don't really want to be on a secure party because you kinda of like it as a trustee and the liability, you know, um and the executive being the highest office, uh and all the other low all all the other offices are considered inferior offices. And, um, which also puts you in a position to issue orders and judgments to the lower courts to perform corrective actions, so on and so forth. So, and now that's the thing, like, if, if you have all your paperwork filed as your trust and everything, and your UCC and everything, and your, uh, your, your file, that recorded down there as a trustee, you know, and as a secure party, and then Okay, you do your executive process, which would, you know, uh, from my knowledge is the executive letter to specific entities, maybe the governor and so on and so forth. And um, was studying and seeing other ways to go about it as far as mailing the letter to yourself and so on. So I just wanted to get, if I could, a little clarification about those two capacities or offices and which one would you um, uh, say that, you know, or recommend or um, educate um, to guide one to the best, most, you know, secure position, the paramount position. Okay. Um, here's what I'm gonna say. First of all, I want to, you know, just give you a plain disclaimer. 
I don't really talk about this stuff in the public. So what I'm going to say okay. is going to be kind of, going to be kind of, but here, here's what I'm going to say. First and foremost, <laughs> okay. um, you got to understand, you say the highest position is the executor, um, highest position in the trust or in the entity. I understand what you're saying, but is it the highest uh, position in, in what jurisdiction? You have different jurisdictions. You have equity jurisdiction. You have contract jurisdiction. You have commercial jurisdiction. You have law merchant jurisdiction. There's different jurisdictions. And in what jurisdiction is this certain position paramount? Number one, executor executes a certain estate. So if you've converted a right or interest in property into an estate due to the position or ability to execute, I just want to ask you a question. <clears throat> According to what law are you executing the estate? And if you're talking about secure party, we're talking about a quote public estate. According to you know the uh, the uh, uh, the according to like the straw man, the individual, the Sesca Trust, the you know whatever we're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is governed by public law. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. in essence, what I want to say is, is um, I think, um, in my opinion, uh, I can't tell you the best position for what you're trying to do, but I can tell you that right. looking looking into, um, especially if you're talking about secure party, man, because this is a public entity. The individual is a public entity, and um, you know, you at least at least got to get into that Social Security Act and, you know, the, the amendments and understand um, what the different terms and depth, because they, they govern all that stuff in the public. That's all I want to say. And a lot of people can come online, come on the air or jump on anywhere and start talking about what they feel or what they think. But all that stuff is public law, all of it. So um, as far as doing a secure party, I really defer to Yusuf because he's way more. You know, as far as I'm concerned, educated and well-versed in that side of things. Mm-hmm. But what I will say mm-hmm. is, you know, um, when it comes to trustee, secure party, or executor, either way, we're talking about positions with a public entity and what are the corresponding um, liabilities and benefits for each one of those, you know, positions. Right. And you're only right. going to find that in the public laws and the public, uh, you know, registers and public acts with regards to that specific mm-hmm. entity. So not only are we looking at the, what is it? The, the woman and children act or whatever, which, which birth the birth certificate, but we're also looking at the social security act as well mm-hmm. and understanding those terms, right. positions and all. I mean, that's a lot, man. It's a lot. So, um, I, I, mm-hmm. I hear and, and empathize with your position. You said you heard a lot and there's a lot of different sources and stuff like, like yeah. most people say, the best source is, you know, you and you understanding the material and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, um, getting at this material and reading all that stuff is a cantankerous feat. But if you're looking to do this stuff and really, you know, um, really move in that manner, I would just suggest you study as much as possible and know, like, like you know, like Yusuf says, as much as possible about this stuff so you can stand on it. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, thank you for the insight. Uh, I know um, 
you know, it's only a limit of how deep you can really go in certain things. Um, <clears throat> but I have one more question. I don't want to hold anybody up. I was wondering <clears throat> um, why in some cases when you, if you file your UCC, like I was thought that, you know, say if you file in Iowa or something, so if you look up for your UC filing in, say, Chicago, it just, it doesn't, it's not necessarily supposed to just pop up on their public record, or do you have to actually file in that city, country, you know, state, and so on, state or country, in order for it to put them to recognize that you're filing? Uh, a, like, a gentleman always gives notice. So if you're if you're looking to bring an entity in a specific jurisdiction and administer it accordingly, you want to give notice. So um, from what I understand, like I said, there's only certain things I'm going to say on the air. But from what I understand, gotcha. uh, a, a statement is filed um, mm-hmm. in, the, in the state where the individual was created as well as where the individual resides or is at. So if the individual was born or the birth certificate is from the state of California, but the individual lives in Georgia, there would be two um, filings. Um, Each state itself Uh um, is going to produce and, you know, publish the filings and no, it's not going to be available if you're in, most of the times, if you're in, you know, California and you're searching the California mm-hmm. UCC, you're not going to see Illinois mm-hmm. UCC filings. But on right. the, that's the state level. We got to understand the difference in jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. The state level, on the federal level, it all applies. Mm-hmm. All got right. you. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with a federal, uh, it's dual jurisdictions with the individual because the birth certificate is state, but the Social Security uh, card and number and account is federal. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, mm-hmm. the finance, you know, all this stuff, you know, they're looking at the. It's a federal angle that people are trying to, trying to um, uh-huh. to to get under control. Mm-hmm. So um, okay. even though you can't okay. see it, you can't see the filing from state to state. Yeah. They're they're fed, it's federal. This is this uniform commercial code. This is you know this is federal stuff. So um, it's it's still it's still valid. Gotcha. But when you're dealing with the state, like hey, we got this on file, blah blah blah. And if you're dealing yeah. with you, you can deal with the the federal government within the state. There's you know United States uh, district courts in every state. You know, so um, at a federal level, it's going to be recognized no matter what state. Um, but at the state level, you get what I'm saying, right? Yes, yes, yes. I understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. Truly, greatly appreciate the education, information. You're very welcome. Uh, yes, yeah, so continue to keep uh, showing the love and blessing us, man. It's, you know, I'm, we're truly grateful out here for getting these uh Free blessings. So, um, honor and a privilege to learn from you, brother. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. You know, all praises due to the creator and ancestors. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate your questions. Thanks for checking out the show. You have it. You know, Thanks, enjoy man. the rest of your week, man. Enjoy yourself. You too, brother. You too. Peace, man. Peace to God. All right. Yeah, peace to God. I did not get an opportunity to tell everybody to call in. Otherwise, you get cut off. So I bet you a bunch of people just got cut off, man, like two or three people, man, at least, at the very least, man. 
That'd be relief, man. All right, next caller, 718. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. 2108092. This is my brother. Peace. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Right, how you doing, fam? What's the deal? Daryl from Brownsville. Uh-huh. How you doing? That's that's. I'm all right. I'm okay. You know the funny thing about it? I used to talk to teachers, right? Mm-hmm. And the teachers, they have to check every student. You know, um, you have different levels of um, students. Um, so I used to tell them like, if you can check um, the students, you can do businesses like that. You know, every student is a business. You know, I used to say like that. You know, every student, you have to check their math, their science, um, their social studies. And when you deal with a business, you have to check everything of the business. You have to check their utilities. You know, you have to check everything. You have to pay their bills, make sure they're all right, make sure they're in, in the, you know, the green or the red, and make a report about it. And um, But you have some people, they're addicted to... um. Because, see, a lot of times, me and you talk, and you used to say way back, um, Yusuf, Yusuf L., big brother, um, you know, some people on the wavelength, they say, sync up, you know? And um, being on that wavelength, because uh, sometimes I may not, I may pull out of the um, the queue because you, 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 could, you know, it's like that telepathy. That's what they call telepathy. I guess is what it is. And, um... Whether they use telepathy in Black Lord's Dictionary. I don't even know if it's in Black Lord's Dictionary. Is telepathy in Black Lord's Dictionary? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look. Hold on. Oh, okay. Ooh, open right up to habeas, habeas corpus act. Oh, um, let me see. R S T. Where's T? Man. <laughs> that was funny. T A. State tax. That's too far. Oh, telepathic, telepathic. Go like telepathic. Telegram, telephone, teletype, television. Uh, Nope. We got telegram, telegram, racket, telegraph. I'm in the fourth edition, though. Telephone, teletype machine, television, teller. So uh, a higher number with me up to date, like, um, you know, this year or something like that? Telework. Hotels. Well, even he turns, even if, even this um, what we're saying right now, something like that. Is that in um, the Black Laws Dictionary too? What's that? Something like that. You know how uh, I said, like something like that. The so phrase. If, if we didn't know about the. Uh, okay. No. So um, so when it comes to that, so when it comes to that, it's like um, it's just so amazing um. That you know, like sometimes I may pull out. You may see me go in and out of the of the queue, and the reason why I go in and out of the queue is because you feel what I'm saying from a distance. Cause like when I used to go to school, all the young ones now, um, they're using the um the the devices to handle their business. 
when I used to use it, like use these cell phones and things like, if I really used that back in the day, they call that cheating. How many people know things by heart now? How many numbers you know by heart, so? Hey, that's a good question. You know what, man? Um, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I really don't put um contacts in the phone. I like to see the numbers, man. So I have a lot of numbers memorized. Cause I remember back in the day, you had to memorize them. I remember like. Man, I was in junior high or something, got my hands on a pager, man. A pager. Back in the day day. And all you could see was numbers, man. And you had to write numbers down. I remember you you know, you got the girl's number at the house. You had to memorize it. Like where else are you gonna put it? So I mean I I know a lot of numbers, man. Especially like family members, people that are close to me. I know numbers by heart, man. But I know what you're saying. That's Most good, people don't know numbers by heart, man. I know that's good because I remember you were saying like, you know, you did the music thing and you 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 know this Moving from right and stuff like that. I remember you said that about a week ago or two weeks ago. I remember that. And um, but the thing about it is like uh, a lot of people, the new ones, they don't use their brain. I mean, they might use their brain, but like you know, like now they punch everything into the phone. Like you know, how many numbers can you tell somebody? They know ten numbers were hard, or um, they know how to do math and everything, or without a calculator. And then now a lot of them they judging them like if one pass, all of them pass. It wasn't like that back in the days when I, you know, because I'm 53, so, and you know, and then like um, they made me write like 500 times I must not talk in class, and then I see any place out, anything out of place. That's how I learned how to break codes. I knew how like mm. yo, okay, this is out of place. You know which one of these don't belong here? I mean that's like schoolhouse rock or something like that, Sesame Street or general, you know. Um, Electric Company. I don't know if they're familiar with Electric Company and Sesame Street and all that stuff at that schoolhouse rock. You know, these are things that came on, you know, um, you know, things back in the days. But uh, how many more calls you got in the um in the host before like you gotta um, you know, click off? Man, I got a I got several man, but I think that I think you might be the last one, man. Okay. I'm about, yeah, I'm about ready to wrap it up. You? Oh man, life is luxurious, man. Luxurious. How you doing? That's good. I'm okay. I'm. You know what happened is like, um, you know, sometimes I have to get in the corner for the best to come out. Me. Sometimes they say, yo, don't push me, don't push him into the corner. They say, yo, you know who you dealing with? Don't back that guy up. That you know. Some people warned them about me because they said, yo, don't push him into the corner because, yo, you ain't gonna be able to handle him. You know, like that. Um. But um, but I always say like yo you you like you familiar with martial arts and stuff like that but you like some boxers you do not hit them with your best shot because the best will come out of them and you can't touch them all night so sometimes when you're dealing with some people you don't hit them you like you know like um you don't wake up that sleeping giant that because if you wake up that sleeping giant that's it so sometimes like you got like you know um don't wake up that sleeping giant because you wake up that sleeping giant. Uh, it's gonna be like MC Hammer. You can't touch this, you know. You can't touch that sleeping giant. So sometimes you gotta like, you know, um, you know, don't don't wake up that sleeping giant. You know, do your thing. But long as like you like you know you creep slowly, you move quietly, and you you know move slowly so you can keep on making the moves. You know. But um, how I'm doing? That's how I'm doing. You know, like that. You know, um, uh, you know, um, I got this into um this thing tomorrow. Hopefully it goes well for you. But if it don't. As you said, like in last week's show, I'm tired of like them like firing me and hiring me. You know, I'm tired of that. You know, I'm gonna put myself in a position that nobody can fire or hire me. If they wanna, they want my services. Like if I go into welding, 
or I go into metal, because that's good. You know, it's like I'm at the age now, I ain't trying to carry no BX, I ain't trying to carry no sheetrock, I ain't trying to deal with driving, or, you know, stuff like that. Same thing, I'm at an age now, and it's at my age, I only could do so much, and I ain't trying to, like, have anybody playing the games with me. I'm at this age now, yo, you got to be real. Yeah, you know, I that you know, and uh, and as I said, just sometimes people do not know uh, what they are missing because some people are looking for a free ride, and there's no, you know, some people get free ride. Oh, what the last thing, the outgoing thing. If any anybody out here got any mothers and fathers out here? You can get ten mothers-in-law, you can get ten godmothers, you can get ten stepmothers. You only got one mother, one father. And on on that scene like that, if they took care of you, you gotta get back. You gotta get back. So if you if you working, you can always get a job, but you can't get another mother. So everybody, you can't get another father. So so what happened to put your loved one in front of work? Because you can always get a work. You can learn the language later in any part of the world, in any part of the universe. You can learn an, uh, another language. You can get a job. Who can wash a, a dish? Who can push a broom? Who can sweep? Who can um, cook? You don't have to learn the language. Wherever you go in the world, you can go state to state, state to state. Dress to the occasion. If it's cold, wear more clothes. If it's hot, um, wear something lighter. Walk slower. Um, so this is how your your this is how to move. I'm telling the ones who don't know. That so always protect your loved ones. And once you break, if it wasn't for your mother and father, a lot of people wouldn't be enjoying this life. You know, so later for the job, let them fire you. Everybody wanna if they take this out like as addiction. Oh, I got ten more years to retire. I got five more years to retire. Sixty two, fifty five. Come on now, that you're gonna choose your job over your mother, your father who brought you here, your loved ones who took care, of your grandparents who took you who brought you here. You choosing that a job over the people who took care of you, and you having people up from nursing homes, putting your people in nursing homes, taking care of your, your they understaff and they take care of your people. You getting bed sores. Don't do that. Don't do that. Take care of your people, the ones who brought you here, that who took care of you, wiped your ass, who changed your diapers, who fed you. The jobs don't give a damn about nobody. Like you died, even gonna hire somebody else. Take care of your loved ones. I don't give two people like yo making money. You buy houses for five million dollars, a uh, million dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. Come on now, take care of your people. Forget about them houses like that. That you know, for take care of your loved ones, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, whoever took brought you here, whoever took care of you, y'all take care of them. You can always get another job. But you can't get that aunt, that uncle no more. Once they're gone, they're gone. And that's why I have to say that, you know, your friends and that, you know. And some people, they're looking for a free ride. That You know what I'm saying? Yo, it's a whole lot more I got to say, but, you know, we can pick this up later. Yeah, man, I appreciate you calling in, man. Always. All right. Every All single right. time, man. Take care yourself, from, man. from New York. Brooklyn, Queens, Rockaway, from all all over like that. That you know, that's how it be. Like that you know, you need me there, I'm coming. You need me to go on the moon, I'm coming, I'm coming. Provide for transportation, I'm coming. That's how it is. That you know. 
In Brooklyn in the house? That's right. All right. What's up, man? Appreciate you, man. Love you, family. Same here. Talk to you I love you, too. Okay, definitely. Peace. Always a pleasure, y'all. Every single time. Every Wednesday. Here on High Frequency Radio. Always a pleasure. 100%. I'm about to watch this gold move higher. I'm about to watch this silver move higher. I'm about to watch these, you know, these other investments move higher as this economy and this, you know, the overall dollar just goes crazy. It's, and it's happening. I'm just letting y'all know, man. Um, there's a wealth transfer that's about to happen, and that's happening right now. And the predominant instrument of this transfer is going to be precious metals, gold and silver, predominantly. And that's why you're going to see an overall steady rise in the price of gold and silver in recessions. Gold go up 500%, platinum going up 1,000. I mean, you can check the numbers for yourself. It's very important to understand this. You got Russia buying record amounts of gold every single month. China buying record amounts of gold every single... All these sovereign countries are buying gold, especially the eastern countries. You know? And it's for for a reason. It's for a reason. Smart money's making moves... Uh, Main Street hasn't caught on yet The regular consumer doesn't really see what's going on yet I'm just trying to get ahead of it I'm trying to help y'all get ahead of it I suggest that you, you know If you don't already start purchasing some some sort of precious metals I mean You can still get an ounce of silver for around 20 bucks, 21 bucks It's going up though, y'all It's going up And if you can get your, your money into it now you can ride the value up. And I don't want to think of it as an investment. It's really just saving. You're trying to hedge against inflation. You're looking to protect your purchasing power. So, you know, whatever that, whatever you, you could have purchased with that money, when you got the gold, when you exchange it out of, you know, a precious metal into fiat currency, you could still purchase the same thing you put a per, could have purchased back in the day. And that's the whole point. You want to invest in something? We don't invest in gold and silver. We save in gold and silver. We know where real money is. Holler at me. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. You want some more information with regards to getting your hands on real money? I don't get money off of it. Um, you can jump into carrot bars. They can sell gold by the grams, tenth of a gram. Um, so really, there's no excuse for not getting your hands on gold. Um, if you're interested in sign up for carrot bars, email me, admin at the welcome to the foundation.com. Send you all the information you know. Uh, with that being said, I trust that y'all, you know, learned at least something from this episode of the foundation. Um, I trust that y'all are inspired to do some studying as well as inspired to really come from a position of knowledge, 100%. And, you know, we're going to get away from this guessing, get away from this misunderstanding, but you still, we, we're trying to make moves, but I don't understand, but I'm still trying to go. And, you know, really get away from the false promises, the high level finessers, you know, all this stuff, the distractions, you know, all this stuff that is out here. And, you know, sometimes you got to go through it. You got to know what you don't like so you can learn what you do. But ultimately, the foundation is just that. It's the foundation. Come over here. Stand on a solid foundation. 
build your solid foundation and then build up from there. You know, this isn't the end all be all, you know, uh, situation over here. But this is the foundation. We're going to get you up and running, get you properly structured. You know, if you got a business, get it popping with regards to, you know, business credit, proper um, classification on the federal level, on the state level, your operating agreement, everything like for real, legit stuff that you pay thousands of dollars to do. You know, a lot of that stuff is included with trustee training. But, you know, you can book a consultation. We'll go through it, you know, especially with the public stuff, man. I'll give you everything I know. I got people who don't even do the whole hour. They be like, man, I got everything. I, hey, man, you, you, you might be like, you got any questions? Like, like, no, nah. I'm like, I'm trying to give you value. They be like, look, man, I'm good. You gave me value. But, you know, the foundation, like I said, is just that. The foundational knowledge and education necessary to win out here. Win. And if you really get it, you can spank out here. I mean, people be like, oh, it's all about winning. Me personally, I'm trying to spank. And people, oh, a win is like you playing a game and, and I beat you by two points. Spank, I'm trying to beat you by 70, fam. I'm trying to I'm trying to make it so you never come out here against me again. And that's business. That's just how I do, man. I'll be spanking. And if you're trying to get into a situation where you're winning and you now have your back against the wall and, you know, um, you feel protected, you don't feel uh, anxious and wondering, you know, Email us, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Want to let you know, when you come to this stuff, you start getting this knowledge, this real stuff, you will be tested in your life. Whether it's going to be with your wife or your husband or your children or your job or something. Something will manifest itself usually to challenge your ability to get this information. I guarantee it. It happens to almost everybody. And I think it happens to people who don't disclose it to you. It happened to me as well. You will be tested to see if you're worthy for this information, if you're willing to make specific sacrifices to gain this knowledge. Please believe me. Be prepared for that. So, you know, with that being said, I love y'all. I really do, man. I do this out of love, 100%. Like the genuineness, genuine love out of my heart because I've been all over the world and everywhere I've gone, I've seen the people who look like me in the lowest economic position. In a lot of different countries, a lot of different jurisdictions, a lot of different cities. I'm not really feeling it. And, you know, the purpose of the foundation is to assist in the re-education with regards to finance, banking, money, savings, and proper structures. So with that being said, man, I love y'all. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy yourself. You know, happy hump day. Get over it. You know, Friday's coming, man. You know, uh, so... Just enjoy yourself. Email me, admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. Trustee training, consultation. You know, if you're just thinking about something and you want to get a second opinion. Um, don't send me a book like eighteen paragraphs and the, come on man. Don't be mean. But you know, I'm I'm out here doing what I can for y'all. So with that being said, I appreciate y'all. Love y'all, man. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Like, for real, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. You deserve it, man. Chill. You know, take some time to appreciate that relationship. Appreciate your your son, your, your daughter. Appreciate your mate. Appreciate your friend. Appreciate, appreciate your job. Appreciate something, man. Just start counting your blessings and watch them multiply. You feel what I'm saying? Y'all enjoy your week. 
Enjoy yourself. Like I said, y'all say 10 things you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight. Just 10 things. Think of 10 things that you're thankful for. And then when you're done naming them off, watch how you feel. I'll catch y'all next week here on the, um, the Foundation on High Frequency Radio Network. Peace to the gods. Doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.